Hey there, Kelly here. Guests on the show share so many great ideas, but how do you start putting them into practice? Well, that's exactly what you'll explore when you sign up for the podcast weekly newsletter. Each week, you'll get three ideas from past guests sent straight to your inbox. You'll explore materials, techniques, tools, concepts, and mindsets in bite-sized pieces so that you can think about them and fold them into your own practice. It's completely free and you get it by signing up at learntopaintpodcast.com slash newsletter. There are many artists who go completely solvent free and this is fine. Where solvents can be really useful is they do a very quick job of dissolving the paint and thinning it out. Hello and welcome to the Learn to Paint podcast, the show where we work to answer the question, how do you get better at painting? I'm your host, Kelly Ann Powers, and in this week's mini episode, we are tackling solvents and mediums in oil painting with Mary Weisenberger from Gamblin. In the conversation, you'll learn the differences between the two. You'll discover that fat over lean might not mean what you thought it did, and where you need to follow the concept and where you absolutely do not. Plus, we get into studio safety, and Weisenberger offers a great place for you to start with your own studio health. For show notes, head to learntopaintpodcast.com slash podcast slash episode 53. You'll also find direct links to the resources we discuss in the show. And if you love the show and want to support it, join the Podcast Art Club. Art Club members get behind-the-scenes look at upcoming guests and a chance to submit guest questions. You can learn more at learntopaintpodcast.com slash artclub. All right, here we go. Hi, Mary. Welcome to this podcast mini episode. Today, we're going to talk about solvents and mediums, what they are and why they matter. So first off, for someone who is new to painting in oil, what is a solvent and what is a medium when it comes to painting in oil? Hey, Kelly. Thanks. Stoked to be here again. So Mediums can be a really tricky topic to wrap your mind around when you're new to oil painting. And what you can think of them as is a modifier for your paint. They're technically optional. Many people just paint with oils straight from the tube and don't add anything to them at all. But if you wanted to give the paint more flow, give it more of a ease as it goes off your brush, make it flatter or make it more self-leveling with less brush marks, this is where something like a medium can really help. There's also mediums that thicken the paint as well if you want to go in the opposite direction. So when it comes to what a solvent is, solvent like Gamsol, our odorless mineral spirit, is a material which partially dissolves the paint. So it's breaking it down to a certain degree, similar to when you have watercolor and you add water to the paint. You're diluting it down and thinning it out. And a solvent like Gamsol works really well for thinning colors because it's odorless, it's non-toxic, it doesn't have any smelly fumes, and it helps extend the paint and also speed up the dry time because it evaporates out of the paint film. So then you have solvent, like Gamsol, mm -hmm. but then is a medium, would a medium be sort of under the umbrella of anything with an sort of an oil in it? So it could be something that has an oil and a solvent, 
or it could just be an oil. Correct. Yeah. So it's either a combination of solvent and your choice of oil, or it can be an oil all on its own without any solvent in the equation. Do you have to use a solvent when working in oil? Technically, no. There are many artists who go completely solvent free, and this is fine. Where solvents can be really useful is they do a very quick job of dissolving the paint and thinning it out. They're excellent for cleanup at the end as well, for getting all of that stuff out of your brushes and getting them nice and clean again. But there are solvent-free alternatives. Many people just use oil on its own, like safflower for brush cleaning. I'd say though that if you wanna get the job done real quick, that Gamsol is gonna be the ticket for you for brush cleaning. And it is really effective at dissolving paint or your studio cleanup at the end. What are the difference between solvents? There are a variety of solvents out on the market, and a lot of the time the difference directly relates to health and safety. Since it is a material that you're breathing in as it evaporates, it's really important to make sure you're using a solvent that isn't harmful. Back in the day, artists mainly used turpentine as their solvent. And for anyone who's familiar with turpentine, it is very smelly. It evaporates incredibly quickly. It has a very, very volatile flashpoint as well, which can directly relate to being a fire hazard for someone in their studio space. Where Gamsol and mild mineral spirits like Gamsol are different is they're odorless. They've had the harmful aromatics removed in the manufacturing process, and they also have very, very high flash points, meaning that they're not flammable, actually. They don't pose a fire hazard while you're working in your studio. And Gamsol is really opened the door to painters who before would need to use harsh solvents for their practice. And utilizing milder solvents is really key to having a safe studio practice, especially if you're going to be oil painting for decades and decades. You want to be working safely. What does a good healthy studio look like? This really comes into play if you want to think about how a majority of pigments nowadays are non-toxic to get on your skin. We wouldn't recommend eating paint, but in the event that it was accidentally ingested, it wouldn't be a health hazard. The pigments used in, in modern day are made non-toxic. And this is even the case with your cadmium and your cobalt pigments too. They don't require health warning labels for skin contact. And taking a close look at the labels of your tube, like we talked about in the previous conversation about paint labels, is really important to make sure there isn't a special health warning requirement for skin contact. In the gambling line, all of our paints are non-toxic, meaning you don't have to be wearing gloves. If you get it on your skin, there's no need to fret. Just wash it off later with soap and water. The pigments in modern day have been made in a way that they're much safer. And the stigma of oil painting in the past was left there when artists 
began doing away with harsh lead pigments or pigments that were acutely toxic. Modern day pigments offer a wide range of colors with much less compromise to your health and safety. The other thing too to keep in mind, if you are a studio painter who works with a solvent like Gamsol, is you do need to have some source of ventilation or airflow in your space. And this doesn't need to be anything crazy like an exhaust fan, but just having a window cracked, having a fan going in your space, or having a door open to another room so that you have at least some air exchange when working with solvent, really small steps you can take to work safely. And my other piece of advice too for anyone is to take breaks often, go outside, breathe the fresh air. These simple little steps are all you really need to set up a, a healthy studio practice. When getting rid of things like, you know, rags using Gamsol, is there anything special that someone needs to do or is it just sort of like you can toss them? That's a good question because the oil color itself or any oil medium or linseed oil when on a rag or a paper towel, this is a small fire hazard for a painter if they're not careful. Namely, when you have a large amount of rags, dirty, oily, used up rags building up in your studio, you don't want to just be piling them all together in the corner because the process of oxidation does create a very small amount of exothermic heat, whereas the paint dries if you have a large enough pile of real dirty oil-soaked rags, the heat can get strong enough to smolder, cause a flame, and ignite. Now, if those same rags were laid out flat to dry individually or hung out to dry, like on a clothing line, as an example, they pose absolutely no threat of being a fire hazard. So when someone has a bunch of dirty rags after they've cleaned up at the end of their painting session, a great way to deal with them is to hang them out flat to dry or lay them flat to dry. And then once they have completely dried and there's no more color coming off on your rag, that means the process of oxidation has completed and that's when they can safely go into your studio trash. So then getting back to solvents, from a solvent perspective and in Gamblin's case, Gamsol, what are the primary uses of a solvent in oil painting? First primary use is thinning paint, thinning your paint from the tube. And you'll notice immediately, even a small amount of Gamsol added into your paint, it will immediately relax and loosen up and have a lot more flow to it. Where solvent is also used is then in combination with an oil, like linseed oil, or in the case of our galkid mediums, solvent is used in mixture with the alkyd resin oil. And then the final primary use is that cleanup at the end, getting it off your brushes, getting it off of your tools, or when it gets on your favorite sweater, it can really save the day. You can tell an artist by how many clothes we have ruined. <laughs> so then, is there a risk at adding too much solvent to thin an oil? That's a really good question. There is a degree to which you shouldn't add any more solvent. I would say 
ideally, if you are using something like Gamsol or another equivalent solvent for thinning your paint, use as little as possible to get your desired flow and consistency off the brush. Using too much solvent means that you are diluting and dissolving the oil binder which is used to formulate your oil color. When a paint maker makes an oil color, they're striking the right balance between pigment and oil. And the oil is somewhat necessary to form a strong paint film that's resistant to cracking with time. When you really dilute and dissolve that oil down, the paint film can become weak as a result. And if it's on a stretched canvas, as an example, and it's exposed or treated in any way that causes stress on the painting, like it's poked from behind, or maybe it is mishandled. This is when cracking can sometimes happen, is when the paint film is too weak. And our advice to someone is to try to not use pure solvent on its own as your medium. Even having just a little bit of oil, like up to 10 to 20% oil, in mixture with the solvent goes a long way at giving your paint film the flexibility and stability it needs to remain strong and resistant to cracking over time. Is using too much solvent something someone probably will only be able to tell after it dries and cracks or is there some tells when they're painting in the studio itself? Unfortunately it's the first scenario. There's no way to know when you've cross that boundary and our best advice would be to not leave things up to chance and for a fluid wash is a great example when you're doing an underpainting or a real washy first layer to block in your composition and get a feel for the painting don't just use pure solvent have just a little bit of oil there in your mixture so If an artist uses solvent in a first layer, do they need to use it in all the layers after that from a, like, everything adheres together nicely in the end situation? This is where we do get into that fat over lean topic. Well then, let's take a moment to talk about fat over lean, because is fat over lean thick over thin? Or is it something else or a combination of both? It has more to do with the oil content of the paint rather than the physical thickness of the paint itself. So when you think of something that's lean or thin, it's a paint layer which has less oil in it and usually a solvent at play. And if you think of something as fatter or thicker, we're referencing the paint layer when it has a higher oil content to it or more richness in its oil. And it's a process of making sure that your lower layers have less oil and the upper ones have a greater oil content. And that's what helps form layers that adhere well to one another and stay flexible with time. And so when you think of something like Gamsol, think of it as a lean material, and it's not required for every layer of the painting. You can start off using Gamsol for that lean underpainting, and then as you start building more layers on top, if you didn't want to keep using it, you wouldn't have to. You could start just using the paint 
from the tube or just using oil on its own. So Gamsol, it's not required for every step of the process, but where it's most useful is that early stages, the underpainting and wash phase for the initial layers of the oil painting. And that's what's referred to as those lean layers, which you then begin to layer on top of with fatter paint and having the lower layers be leaner and then the upper layers fatter. This is what the fat over lean process is and it helps build a painting that's flexible and more resistant to cracking with time right because you you can't do the or you shouldn't do the opposite you shouldn't start with layers that are super oily with a bunch of linseed oil and then have your top layer be gamsol plus your ultramarine blue like that would cause chaos you nailed it and when explaining the fat over lean principle I try to emphasize how that scenario you just described is what you namely want to avoid. If you started off with putting a bunch of just linseed oil into your paint, and then after that dried, layered on top with, say, ultramarine blue and Gamsol, that would be putting a much leaner layer over a fatter layer. And the problems that are gonna mainly arise in the immediate future is that that lean layer won't adhere very well to the rich layer. And it could be a month or two down the line and you could take your fingernail and it'll scratch right off or even peel right off like skin. And then in the long term, you can expect likely cracking problems as another negative impact. So that's where fat over lean really is crucial if you're the type of painter who does multiple, multiple layers. You want your lower layers to be leaner. And as you build, you decrease how much Gamsol is used or eliminate it and start using richer mediums. If someone is working in layers and lets everything dry in between, there's fat over lean. But if someone is working a la prima, do they need to take in any considerations for how they layer in the sense that there still might be an underpainting with some paint on top? Do they need to take any specific considerations for how they build that painting? For painters out there that do the alla prima technique or the wet into wet technique where layering isn't so much a factor and it's mostly a single layer that you work into while it's still wet, that's when you don't need to be worried about the fat over lean process. It goes out the window then. So if you've made an underpainting that's still wet and you go to work back into it, you could use any medium of your choosing, really. And for those a la prima artists, slower drying mediums are often prized so that they have at least several days to really work and blend and keep that paint film open before it starts to get tacky and, and no longer easy to manipulate. Right, because they can actually go back in and blend an edge a day later, potentially. Yeah, or a color transition from one color into the next. And our solvent-free mediums, which are made with alkyd resin and safflower oil, so you have a fast-drying oil and a slow-drying oil formulated together, those are really helpful for wet-into-wet, all-a-prima style painting. Thinking about mediums, what are painting mediums and what are in painting mediums. 
Let's look at one of our most popular mediums to tackle that question, and that medium's Galkid. And Galkid is a careful balance of oil to solvent. So the solvent used is our Gamsol, our odorless mineral spirit, and the oil that's used is what's called Alkid. Alkid is made from soybean oil that's been heat polymerized. And the main benefit to using something like Alkid is that the oil itself is further along in its drying process. So when you add something like this to the paint, it really speeds up the dry time for those out there that don't want to wait a week or two for their layer to be dry. Mediums with alkyd resin in them are typically dry to the touch within 24 to 48 hours on average, if you're painting thinly. And the galkid mediums, not only do they help speed up dry time, they also increase fat content and they increase flexibility and strength in the resulting paint film. That's one of their key benefits in addition to helping artists get their layers to set up quicker is they impart excellent flexibility and strength to the paint. Well then, if someone is having trouble with their painting not drying as quickly as they think it should, what are some of the questions they should ask themselves? Most likely, if they're using something like just linseed or walnut, as their painting medium, that could be the culprit. And switching to something faster drying with Alkid would be a really good solution for someone there. The Alkid mediums too, Galkid, Galkid Light is another example. They can be modified with more Gamsol. So the main difference between Galkid and Galkid Light is the light has a little extra Gamsol in it and it's a little bit thinner. And then if someone wanted to thin it out further, you could always add some extra Gamsol in there too. Now, if someone had a Galkid medium, but it was drying way too quick for them, we have this happen sometimes, you can also modify it with oil as another example, if you wanted to just slightly slow down its dry time. So maybe it didn't take weeks, but it took somewhere within the ballpark of like three to four days as an example, adding a little bit of linseed oil into your Galkid would get you there. So really when it boils down to your dry time rate, artists have so many options available in terms of a medium that can either speed things up or slow things down. And the idea with working with a Galkid is that you have a starting point that's consistent. Is that one of the reasons to work with a Galkid? It does help make it easier if you're using the same medium throughout your whole process in terms of keeping things simple and not complicating it by switching between different things, the consistency. So then what are the characteristics that mediums affect in someone's paint? they can affect so many aspects of the paint. The most immediate one is the flow off the brush, how fluid you want your paint versus how thick you would prefer it. Most mediums are gonna impart some level of transparency to the paint as well. If you do have an opaque color and you just wanna make it a little more transparent, mediums can help in that regard. They also change the gloss level of a paint. In general, most oils increase gloss. 
Now, if that's a problem for someone, we do have a wax medium. That's the ticket there, which can reduce gloss. And anyone who's curious, we have a great page on the wax at gamblingcolors.com, tips and techniques. But in general, a majority of oil mediums are going to increase flow, increase transparency, and add gloss to it. The other thing a medium can do is really affect the brush stroke. So the viscosity of the medium can be considered in that case. If you're using a really high viscosity medium like stand oil is one example. Stand oil is linseed oil that's been thickened with heat. So it has a honey-like viscosity to it. And if you wanted a smooth paint layer with no brush marks, no evidence of the brush at all, something high viscosity like stand oil would be a really good choice for modifying the paint. But if you want your paint to have texture and a little bit of brush mark to it, maybe a gel medium would be better suited for you. And we have some great gel mediums like Galkid itself is available as a gel called Galkid Gel. And this maintains your brush marks and the thickness of the paint while also speeding dry time and adding a little gloss and transparency. It also sounds like then the most opaque your paints can be are straight from the tube. That's right. If you want to maintain opacity, and that's really important, you may be one of those painters who's better suited to use little to no medium, which that's fine too. Many painters just use their paint straight from the tube without any mediums at all, and that's perfectly fine too. The paint is designed to be used that way if someone chooses to. Then what's the difference between the different oils themselves? Is there a difference between the different oils? Yeah, there is. Uh, something like alkyd resin, the soybean oil, that's the fastest drying and often the most flexible as well. And then if we compare that to something like linseed oil, linseed oil is also very flexible, has great strength and dries faster than a lot of other oils, but not as quick as alkyd does. Meanwhile, if someone were to look at an oil like safflower as another example, safflower oil is the palest and it has the least yellowing potential with time. So safflower oil is used as the binder in our brightest white oil colors that we make at Gamblin. So if color were a really important factor to someone, like you were making a snowscape or an abstract painting with a lot of white in play, you'd probably ideally want to choose safflower oil-based whites or consider the use of safflower oil as your medium to thin the paint if no yellowing is an important factor in your work. And the downside to safflower oil, though, where you get less yellowing is it's slow drying compared to all the rest. It has the slowest dry time. 
one of the things I find so interesting in the learning process is that so much of it, honestly, is just learning the terms and just learning how things are labeled. Like that'll get you 50% of the way there. So I encourage people, if you're frustrated, just spend some time. The Gamblin website is a great resource. They have a PDF that you can download that has everything really organized really well. And if you find yourself like running into confusion around this, it might just be a naming thing. And so spend some time with the names and that will get you halfway there. Yeah, that's a great tip. And we have a glossary of painting terms that is a very, very helpful library for anyone just starting off. So then if someone is just getting started with oil painting, is there a basic setup you would suggest when it comes to using solvents and mediums? Like what what does a basic kit look like? You'd probably want to get yourself some type of brush cleaning jar for your Gamsol for when you need to clean out colors either in between color transitions or at the end when you're cleaning up at the end of the studio session. Picking out a good oil is another helpful step. Something like linseed oil to keep it simple would be an effective choice. And then if you want to explore all options, I would highly recommend either the Galkid or the Galkid Light as a fast drying option for someone to explore too. And those three simple things, some Gamsol, some linseed oil, and then an Alkid medium like Galkid, those would get you started on a pretty good path, which you could later expand out on. You can learn more about Gamblin oil paint, solvents, and mediums at their website, gamblincolors.com, or on Instagram, and we'll link to everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for being with us today, Mary. My pleasure. Thank you for joining me this week on the podcast. For show notes, head to learntopaintpodcast.com slash podcast slash episode 53. While you're there, add your name to the newsletter list to get more ideas on how to get better at painting. A big, big thank you to everyone supporting through the Podcast Art Club on Patreon. You make this show possible. Also, you guys ask the best guest questions. Thank you for submitting your super thoughtful and insightful questions for guests. An extra shiny thank you to High Gloss supporters Andrew Atterbury, Debbie and Brian Miller, Rihanna DeRold, Janet Wheeler, Nancy Bryant, Catherine Ordway, Pam Lyle, and Victoria Young. If you want to learn more about the Podcast Art Club and how to get access to over 15 bonus conversations with guests, head to learntopaintpodcast.com slash art club to learn more. Happy painting!